are live. What's up, everybody? This is No One Likes the Tuna Podcast, the world's premiere. Dedicated. Edited. 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 <laughs> Fast and Furious Podcast. Except not as dedicated as you might think, because every 12 episodes in between... No, every nine episodes... Yeah, between every nine, we treat ourselves between... to a super special, mm-hmm. um, non-Fast and the Furious feature. Yes, but somewhere that exists, something that exists in the Tooniverse, and by that we mean is extremely tangentially created, like associated with somebody in the Fast and Furious movies, mm-hmm. basically. Um, Daryl, what did we watch this oh. week? Uh, this week we watched a 2004 um super ladies uh action movie called Debs. Mm. Yes, we sure did. Um voted on by our patrons on Patreon. So if you want to get in on the voting for next time in ten weeks from now, <laughs> get in that. <laughs> Patreon.com slash no one likes to do a podcast. But um okay, so this movie stars both Jordana Brewster, who plays Mia Toretto in the Fast and Furious movies, mm-hmm. and Devin Aoki, who plays Suki in Too Fast, Too Furious. This is correct. And just to lay out the plot for everybody who hasn't seen this movie, which I assume, Daryl, after you and I viewed this, I'm just assuming, I'm making a big <laughs> assumption, a big leap. I'm making a big leap in that. After you and I have watched this movie, I'd say collectively we are about 33% of the people who watch this movie <laughs> ever I, total. I think I saw, I think I was reading something on the Wikipedia page. It's like, it only mm-hmm. grossed like less than $100,000. Like mm, all time. That would make sense. Like all me. time, that's the most. That's the most it's ever done. <laughs> uh, and it, it, it centers around a group of college age high schoolers hi were we sure it's high I'm pretty schoolers sh- i'm pretty sure they're in prep school high school seniors they l- well here's the confusing part for me <laughs> <laughs> they look like they're in prep school because their deb's uniform is plaid mini skirts white collared shirts and plaid ties mm-hmm. almost like a catholic schoolgirl uniform however they did take the SAT to get into Debs, which historically to me is a thing that happens towards the end of high school, right? Yes. Yeah, they're high school seniors. They're taking yeah, they're taking the SAT. They're juniors okay. or seniors. Juniors or seniors. And then they go to Debs Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, because apparently in the SATs there's a secret test. And if you can find the secret test in the SAT and ace it. Mm-hmm. You are, you're in, you're recruited for Debs, which is a lady, a high school girl spy organization. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you don't even need to look for the test. The test finds you. You just oh. take, the, you just take the normal SAT, and then based on your scores, there's like a secondary, um, sort of like grading curve where there's like, oh, mm-hmm. there's a normal whatever twenty four hundred, mm-hmm. and then there's like the Debs score. I don't think it's 2400 anymore, FYI. It went back down? I think they bumped it back down. They were like, oh, this is stupid. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. We had to do the 2400 one. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I think it lasted about six years for 2400 and then it was like, oh, this is stupid. Mm-hmm. We had to do an essay. I don't even know that's still an essay. Maybe it's all based on your essay if you get in devs. Interesting. You know, maybe the essay's like, well, I just thought I was a very good liar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the curvature of her Y seemed to signify that she's got abnormal ability to uh, mm-hmm. defy others. That's it. It's all based on penmanship. <laughs> <laughs> so these, we're, we basically center on a crew of four girls who, to our knowledge, are the only four members of Debs because I don't think we ever see another Deb. It's true. That's true. Uh, and Debs, by the way, stands for, did we catch it? Yeah. Discipline, energy, yes. beauty, and strength. <laughs> It's not even like a cool like it's like four separate words. It's uh-huh. not even like like dangerous um empresses mm-hmm. who bash skulls. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um so the four of them are Devin Aoki who is a French cigarette smoking um sort of badass. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um, there's Amy, who's sort of the the star. She's the tall white girl. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe her. Yeah, she's the one who uh, who aced the test, the highest scoring or the only mm-hmm. perfect score Debs ever. Yeah, she's the only one to ever get a perfect score on uh, the Debs SAT. And then there is, do you know who the other white girl is? Mm, I forgot what her character name was. No. I don't remember her. Yeah, I've never seen the actress ever in another thing, right? Right. Um, fuck, what's her character name? I'm trying to look it up. Yeah. Um, but okay, so there's another white girl who's like kind of dopey. Um, Janet is her name, and mm-hmm. then there's Max, who's played by Megan Good, right? Uh, who I've always been a huge fan of. FYI, absolutely. Yeah, and she's sort of like um, squad leader. Yeah, she's the squad leader, except for a period in the middle there. Right. But yeah, she's the squad leader. Um, yeah, and they are tasked with finding out information about an, a super villain, a lady super villain played by Jordana Brewster. Mm-hmm. That's sort of the basic background right. of what's going on here. Um, yeah, so how did you, what, how, uh, was it good? Uh, I mean, my first impression of it, like, right when it started, I was like, oh, this, like, is, um, this is that movie, The Perfect Score, the SAT sort of, like, Oh, right, yep. Plus Charlie's Angels. And I was like, oh, this Charlie's Angels Mm -hmm. thing is, like, very very close and then i looked it up and the director is actually the same director is it that's what it says angela robinson that's right so she directed this in 04 and like made uh the charlie's angels movie in 2011 no that's not true oh my god no she did not make a charles angels movie she made a char a very very short-lived charlie's angels television program 
Oh. Which she directed one episode of. Oh. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No, McGee directed the fucking Charlie's Angels movies, dog. Ew. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> good old bad. Good old McGee. My bad. Um. But it's interesting you compare it to Charlie's Angels because I did a little bit of research around the conception of this movie. Mm-hmm. So Debs was actually a short film, like an 11-minute short film um, that went to Sundance as mm. as sort of a send-up of Charlie's Angels oh. with a lesbian twist. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, everybody, this movie is all about lesbians. Lesbian lovers. Lesbian, lesbian lovers. Hmm? Yes. Lesbian. Um... Which I didn't see coming. It was sort of a nice surprise. Yeah. Um, so this was an 11-minute sort of lesbian send-up of Charlie's Angels that then secured funding for a feature, basically. Wow. Um, and by feature, we mean an hour and 22 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and... Yeah, I mean, can we talk about like the lesbian piece of this movie? Because mm-hmm. I think it's sort of important. Yeah, yeah. So, did you know that that existed before you watched the movie? No, I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, me neither. Um. So part of the part of the plot is constructed around Amy. Um. Basically falling for Jordana Brewster. Mm-hmm. Jordana Brewster is the supervillain, also like an out lesbian uh, queer woman. And Amy is sort of comes to realize her feelings, not only for her, but for women in general. Mm-hmm. And um, they fall in love. Correct? That's true. I... Um, I sort of feel like it's the saving grace of this movie a little bit. Like sort of the queer perspective. Right? Mm -hmm. Like there's this genre of like early aughts B cinema where, you know, I would put, I wouldn't really put Charlie's angels in this, but I put like spice world in this category Mm -hmm. or, not quite like can't hardly wait, but like some of the more like goofy romantic comedies, some of like the '90s Hangover movies. You know, like just everything is colorful and sort of a little campy, and the music's mm-hmm. super Mickey Mousey and all that sort of stuff. Um, and this is definitely falls within that category. Um, but it also. Has in, in, in that category is not one I'm like super interested in exploring, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't have a great affinity for like the Austin Powers sort of aesthetic, the like you know the early aughts, whatever. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a great time I feel like for cinema. Um, but the queer perspective and coming of age story is like a very interesting piece to it. Mm-hmm. You know. At a time when I don't think a lot of that kind of stuff was getting made, Angela Robinson, who directed this movie, 
went on to create a show called The L Word, which mm-hmm. was on Showtime for a while, which was a really, I feel like, important touchstone in like queer media. And um, yeah, I just thought it was like, I just thought it was like a nice, a good perspective to come from mm-hmm. of a movie that otherwise would have been shit. And unfortunately, that's sort of its failing is that like the movie is shit and not interesting except for this one piece of it. Mm-hmm. But the one piece of it is enough such that like you can go back and watch something from 2004 and compared to other stuff that was also sort of around the same time. I mean, I think yeah. that I think that component of it uh, sort of makes it a little bit more timeless. I totally agree. Um, that being said, I would not recommend people watching this movie. <laughs> Like, if I, I wouldn't be confident recommending this movie and being like, yeah, you, you should watch Deb. It's like an important feature to watch mm-hmm. at all, right? Um, it almost has yeah. like a, like a, like a Kill Bill sort of vibe to it, minus Tarantino. Mm. <laughs> That's, I know you're trying to throw it a little shade, but you actually sort of inadvertently praised it, I feel like. Right? Like, it is not, the only thing Kill Billy about it is, like, the team of women. The team of women, but they also have, like, undeve- undeveloped, like, other um, sort of, like, side squads and stuff, right? You've got the, mm. you've got the boyfriend mm-hmm. with, that has all of the, uh, I don't know, I, I'm I'm thinking right now about how... Um, they're all hanging in the rafters uh, on top of Georgiana Brewster's yeah, uh, date incredible. with the Russian criminal. Yeah, they're all over there. There's fucking cigarettes. And, like, you have all these different sort of, like, spy factions that exist in this world, but, like, you don't ever, you don't really interact with. Well, right. And, like, in our world, the FBI exists and Homeland Security exists. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? In Deb, in the world of Debs. And I thought it was, like, her... Okay, so Amy's nascent boyfriend, whom she learns to sort of, like, is a piece of shit, mm-hmm. basically. He works for Homeland Security, which I think is meant to be, like, an over-agency for Debs. Like, Debs exists as part of Homeland Security. Mm-hmm. This was 2004. It was a tumultuous time. The Iraq War had just started. Mm-hmm. Homeland Security was like a couple years old, like two years old, basically. It was born out of 9-11. Mm-hmm. I don't, like, I was young. I was maybe 13 or 14. I don't, I know, like, the nation didn't have a great idea about what Homeland Security did in 2004, but it didn't do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like, it did not like train high school girls to be spies. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was sort of weird attempt at grounding the peace in reality when mostly it's like nonsensical fluff. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. What else do you uh, want to talk about, Debs? Mm, I think like um, they use teleportation pretty casually mm. as a technology mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because at first you think so they have um, like the old Deb their leader the old, I don't know what her name is Holland what's her name mm-hmm. yeah 
Um, she makes an appearance uh, in the in the Deb's diner where they're hanging out, which has Deb's ketchup. I noticed they have their own oh, branded um, branded ketchup. Well, yeah, that's where branded... you know they go on the extra mile. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, she visits them first in what seems to be a hologram, not unlike the uh, Princess Leia sort of like three D hologram. But then she's mm-hmm. there and she can interact with them. So it's actually not just a imaging device but it's a teleportation device they just teleport wherever they want right which is yeah which is not really addressed as uh you know so like a um sort of like a a feat of modern physics you know they just do that casually um well the other stuff like none of the technology is explained first you know what i mean like they have a a force field around their house that they yes. all live in, like their sorority house. Uh-huh. The force field is plaid, which I think is great. Yes. Um, and but like, and then like Lucy Diamond, played by, by Jordana Brewster, at one point like carves a section out of it so she can walk through mm-hmm. with a laser pointer. With a laser pointer, I guess it must be a fancy laser pointer i'm not Mm -hmm. quite sure um so like and yeah and then they have like these weird infrared scopes on their pistols they have um basically like window washing seats that they rig up to ceilings Mm -hmm. somehow to spy on people from above (laughs) yeah very conspicuously um you know it's like none of the technology the world of the technology has no rules basically Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and you need rules in a movie. <laughs> you need rules. Right. Um, yeah. What did you, you want to talk of... a little tech? Okay. And by tech, I mean products and services that we use <laughs> in our, shout out in some our daily lives. Yeah, yeah sure. let's shout out. Fuck it. <laughs> right, what do you want to shout out to this week? Um, so this week I have a, a follow-up shout-out from sort of uh, a product that you had discussed um, many months ago at this point. Mm. But mm-hmm. it came recently time for me to upgrade my uh, toilet seat. And oh, I, yeah. I strongly considered getting a... Oh, pad, you didn't do it. Padded one. I definitely didn't. <laughs> I definitely didn't do uh, it. <laughs> I knew you were going to chicken out. Yeah, I chickened out, but I made a very nice purchase of a... Uh, a Mayfair toilet seat on Amazon and I, mm-hmm. I, I combed some of the options here. I really don't, I, I feel like like the really nice one had this like, not like a slow closing feature to it. I was just like, I don't think I want that because mm. that's yeah, of, I want it down as yeah. quick as possible. ASAP OP. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like the first time you walk up to like a, like a Honda Odyssey with an, with an automatic door and you tried to like, Yank oh it against God. the motor. Like, You've just like touched on one of the worst <laughs> features of modern living that there is. The Honda Odyssey door is, yeah. <laughs> is fucking excruciating. <laughs> it's off. I don't like who asked for this. Right, right. I just want to slam it. Like open. I just want to slam it. Yeah. Is there? A, do you think on Honda Odyssey and or the Dodge, whatever the Dodge version, caravan? Of it, yeah. The caravan. Do you think there's a button that's like 
please spare me my like ripping my <laughs> eyeballs out over this thing. Can I turn it off? Is that a feature that can be turned off? I don't think so. You just have to just you're stuck resist. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> I hope my new car doesn't come with that. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. Uh, okay. So how's the seat? Give me a, like a five second review of the Mayfair uh, seat. It's oh. hard plastic, right? Uh, so it's not hard plastic. This one is enameled wood. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, it's nice and it's heavy. It has like a nice gloss to it. I decided I was going to get some chrome in my toilet. So I got some nice chrome brackets on there. I even took some of my high performance uh, bicycle lubricant and lubed it up a little bit. This thing you is. You lubed up the, the hinges, huh? Lubed up those hinges. This thing is. Yeah, I'll tell you nice. an issue with enameled wood. Yeah. Uh, and why you made a terrible choice, basically. Mm-hmm. The enamel, well, you know, we we gentlemen, once in a while, we stand up when we're at the toilet seat. Mm-hmm. Correct? That's true. I don't true. know about your life. I'm not <laughs> trying to sit me. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, not a sit, I'm not a sit peer, if that's what you're... Uh... No, yeah. Okay. I mean, I think they're out there. <laughs> you know? And, the, and those that are out there, like, really believe in it, but... I think they really do believe in it. Yeah. As like in like if only the rest of the world would get on board. <laughs> so so I stand when I pee. And you know, much to my girlfriend's chagrin, I don't lift the toilet seat sometimes. I'm a professional. Okay? I've been doing this for a long time, like I'm a long, a long time. I'm pretty much pro. But when I wake up at three o'clock in the morning I have to pee because I'm old now. Uh-huh. Uh, I you know, and I'm late. I, I don't want to bend down, and I don't want to turn on the light because that's like I don't want that like feeling of trying to adjust my eyes to the light and pee at the same that's, time. Yeah, that's really horrible. It's horrible. Okay, so like mistakes happen, people. Okay, like let's all just get over it. You know, once in a while, a drop or two ends up on the seat. It just is gonna happen. Uh huh. You know, or not even on the seat. Maybe I lift the toilet seat. But I pee, and a little spray goes on the rim, on the edge. Uh huh. That's even worse. And then I lower the toilet seat on top of that. Yeah, like that's. <laughs> I feel like that's more okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I, obviously, below the toilet seat is like my domain. Like you have no business here. <laughs> what are you doing over there? Nothing. You got no business to conduct my, my in this area lifted, of the toilet. <laughs> my girlfriend lifted the toilet one time and like had a conniption. I was like, "What are you doing here? It's like this, is, this has nothing to do with you." <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so over time, all I'm saying is if the enameled wood toilet seat gets wet and then dries in certain places, in certain problem areas, maybe around the hinges, uh-huh. the enamel sometimes wears off and the wood starts to like warp and poke through the enamel and crack and it looks kind of shitty and shoddy. There's nothing bad about it, but it almost looks like rust or dirt or really maybe a little something else. You know? <laughs> I think, I mean, I think that's what happened. I think that's why I replaced mine to begin with. Like, mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 It was just looking, um, I don't know how long it's been in there. Probably longer than I've lived here before. So it's like, you know what? Let me just get a new one here. Like, they're not that expensive. No, they're not. Toilet seats are strangely cheap. Strangely cheap, right? <laughs> like <laughs> a normal toilet I seat. Use, 
every day for 20 to 25 minutes a day. Yeah. It's like if I were to accumulate the amount of, you know. Man hours. Whatever. Yes. Man hours on the toilet. I'd say it's something I should really be looking into a premium product for. That's that's what I was thinking. And I was like, look, I got a pretty nice one. But like, even if I don't like it, I can keep upgrading this guy. And totally. It's like definitely a great investment. I would agree. I would agree. So, um, all right. Shout out to Mayfair Enamel Wood Toilet Seat. What color did you get? White? It's a white one with, with polished chrome hardware. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks mm-hmm. real nice. Cool, bro. I'm proud of it. Speaking of looking nice, I'm trying to look a little nice. Ooh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I've been going to the gym. Uh, you know, I go to the gym a couple hours a day, basically. Nice. Um, hang out with um, one of New Zealand's most famous documentarians there. Uh, not, not dropping any names. <laughs> uh, but I also, in conjunction, so is a two. I'm two, sort of two tagging them, trying to go to the gym and trying to eat better. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in eating better, I'm trying to cut cut out those carbs. And what's the 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 worst meal for carbs? Mm, breakfast. Mm. Many think that, but no. Snack time. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you find a, a snack without carbs? Oh, you got granola bars. You got popcorn. What else you got? You got Fruit? toast. Deli meats? Fruits got carbed, you know? Mm. Mm. Uh, a lot of sugar in that fruit. So what I did find, though, do you know what biltong is? Biltong? Biltong, B-I-L. T O N G. No. Sounds like a Filipino snack. It is literally just beef jerky. Ah. Nice. Yeah. Um, it's like an air, it's a form of dried cured meat. Um, and I think it comes from South Africa or Southern Africa, not South Africa, but Southern mm-hmm. African of origin. Anyway, it's popular. Here in uh, Oceania, mm-hmm. and I've been e- snacking on a brand called Canterbury Biltong. Biltong. Um, and it's mad good, basically. Mm-hmm. Is it? It's like seasoned or yeah. flavored. Yeah. So there's four flavors that I have found. One is original. Two is smoky barbecue. Mm-hmm. Three is garlic, and four is chili. And I'll say the the chili and garlic, I'm not the happiest with. The garlic's, uh, like, the worst by far. Mm-hmm. The chili's good, but it's actually really spicy, and I don't want to eat a whole bag of it, mm-hmm. which is maybe a good thing. The, the smoked barbecue and original, though, are just insanely delicious. Whoa. Yeah. Um, they're fucking great. I like a nice beef jerky, but I don't normally eat it sort of on my on a regular day basis. Like, I'll, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll get it for like a road trip or like mm-hmm. a ski trip, maybe a little bit of camping. Those are those seem to be a situational um, sort of places where I would be eating beef jerky. But when I eat it, I really like it. Yeah, it's satisfying, delish. satisfying tug of um, stringy, muscular meat snacks. Absolutely. 
And this specific brand, Canterbury Biltong, a mm-hmm. um, couple things I like about it. It comes in 100-gram packages. There's only 5 grams of carbohydrates per 100 grams. And the pack, the thing I like best about it, you know you get a pack of like Oboioberto beef jerky? That and there's like two plastic. strips of jerky in the fucking giant plastic bag. Yeah. You know? This one, the bag is full, and it's full of the top. Mm-hmm. I tear it open, and guess what's right there at the top waiting Bo- for me? Boom. Sweet, sweet bilton. Yeah. And it's delicious, wow. basically. That's awesome. Uh, so I like that it's sort of maximizing its space use, and it's not making me feel like it's jipping me off somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, if you're a jerky product, you really shouldn't be using. You can't use the potato chip excuse here, which is like no. Yeah, you can't have that extra Needs space. Air or something. Yeah, to keep fresh. That's no. bullshit. It's already dry. Total bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, it's dry as hell. Yeah. Anyway, so shout out to Canterbury Biltong, which is a New Zealand product. I bet though you can find some sort of Biltong product in the United States somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know. That sounds good. I'll check. It, I'll check it out. I'll check out my jerky aisle to see if uh, there's anything tasty. We we sometimes have like that really expensive. It's called like Verve or something. Yeah, I know that stuff. Yeah, and you can't yeah. even see it. You can't. You can't even see the jerky in there. You don't even know what you're buying. It is tasty, but it's too expensive. I'll I'll go find yeah. a I'll go find a meat snack. I'll try some mystery ones. Yeah, meat snacks are good. Yeah, basically. Um. Speaking of meat snacks, <laughs> there's a line in this movie. There, okay, so there's at the end when she's like, um, she's like, Max, what is the first thing I said to you when we met? And Max is like, high protein diets are overrated. <laughs> high protein diets, I tell you from experience, are not overrated. Mm hmm. I'm all about the high-protein diet. Nice. Yeah, the gym and high-protein. Got to get jacked up. Nice. Yeah, buddy. Um, do you have any thoughts on, and I really, there's no other word for it, the musical number in this movie? Um, you mean the the music as a whole, or was there, there specific no, what you're not. talking about? Like the ending song, like... <laughs> so Jordana Brewster and um, one of the McPoyle brothers who's in this movie um, Jimmy Simpson is his name uh-huh. they at the end of the movie like sing a song together over a montage of Jordana Brewster like returning all the money that she oh, stole oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's not like the it's not even there's no like to me, there's no pretext for it. It's not like they're at a car, uh, like a karaoke bar, mm-hmm. right? They're not, and and it's not non-diegetic music. It's diegetic music, which means that the music takes place in the world of the movie. Mm-hmm. They put a song on, which I can't quite remember what song it is, and they sing the song, and interspersed in footage of them lip-syncing this song together uh, are like her returning all the stuff she stole and for some reason not going to jail for it. Right. Yeah. (laughs) 
it was an odd choice to me. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. It um, didn't strike you. I sort of don't remember it. I definitely watched yeah. the movie like a few days ago, though. So, <laughs> shit. That's cool, buddy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a weird portion of this movie that like I was not as into. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was like strange to put a musical number in the movie. Um, in a non-musical, you know, it's like if the whole thing had been a musical, maybe it's better. Oh, interesting. Basically, write his songs about unrequited lesbian love. Write a couple songs about the betrayal of friendship. You know, write a couple songs about like running the Debs organization, and how hard that is, and how mm-hmm. hard it is to like be a have to save the world every day. Um, and write a song for the ending prom scene for some fucking reason. They had a prom at the end of this movie, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. What else you got? Hmm. Not, not a ton. What did you think yeah. of, uh, what did you think of, uh, Devin Aoki in this movie? Oh, good question. Um, I never see her light a cigarette, and yet she's always smoking them. Mm-hmm. I thought her French accent was kind of good, to yeah. be honest with you. Is she yeah. any? Is she? Are, yeah. Are the Yogis any part French? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, we're talking Devin and Stephen. Right. I don't think so. No. Yeah, I don't think. Um, no. Born in New York. New York. Yeah, I don't yeah. think so. Then without any French background, I thought it was pretty fun. Nice hard, yeah, nice hard French yeah. accent. Yeah. Basically. Um, I thought it was fun. I thought it was like pretty easy going. Um, she wasn't trying too hard, and neither were we to like mm-hmm. pick it apart. Basically, yeah. Um, everybody was a little bit flimsy with their uh, carrying of weapons. N- noticed a lot yep. of uh, a loose, <laughs> loose, a lot dangly. of arms struggling to get those props up in the air, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like really, 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 right? Really dangling <laughs> those things around. Uh, yeah, really having trouble. Um. Yeah, and they all were like the biggest fucking guns imaginable. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh yeah, like those, like those big, like a big uh, magnum, like a big magnum that uh, like the Rock would carry or something with a huge scope on it for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very triple X esque. Yeah, yeah. You know, triple X I might put in this world of like early aughts camp. Style cinema, you know. I agree with that. Checks a lot of the boxes. Extreme sports. Yes, Russia. Extreme sports. Cars. Mm-hmm. Fur. There's some kind of like not fur. fur, but like hairy things, almost like shag carpet, but on mm-hmm. everybody's body. <laughs> yeah. And also, yeah, like the uh, it's the use. It's like uh, the pre dubstep era where they would use like high RPM trance music to uh, yeah. To show some sort of uh, underground 
sinister activities. Yeah, and for some reason, there's a lot of slow mo in the movies. Mm-hmm. And but nobody had realized that when you do slow mo, you have to actually like use a camera that can capture a higher frame rate. So all the slow mo in these movies happens at like five frames per second. Right. You know, it's like super choppy. Right. Look, it looks bad. Um, anyway, that's it for Debs for me. I'm literally looking at a picture of a gun that looks like it's from this movie, but is in triple X. Sick. You know, the triple X one was so much better. That one, they actually like made a real prop for it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. These guns were like plastic basically. Mm -hmm. They look bad. Anywho, that's um, it for Debs. That's it for Debs. That's it for Debs. That's it for Cycle 12. That's it for Debs. Don't, don't watch it basically. It's no good. That's my. That's. It's not good. Yeah. That's you could watch a. Char- it's not. Yeah. Yeah. You could go watch a Charlie's Angels movie. Yeah. Did you see the it. new one? Oh, I'm not sure. When did it come out? Like this year, like a month ago. Oh shit! No, I didn't. I should watch yeah, that. It's kind, of, it's kind of good. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Oh, that's Kristen it. Stewart, who I'm a huge fan of. Kristen Stewart. Is that Veronica Mars? No, it's the Twilight Girl. Oh, Kristen Stewart. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I thought it was fun. It was like campy and fun and easygoing. And like Elizabeth Banks isn't a good director, but it's sort of okay. And like we have a good time with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, go watch Charlie's Angels and not this, mm-hmm. basically. But yeah. But still, sort of live by discipline, energy, beauty, and strength. I mean, at the end of the day, those are all very nice things. Um, yeah, man. Like, I couldn't <laughs> have put it better myself. That's incredible. That's absolutely true. 100%. Yeah. Discipline. Something, beauty, and... What is it? Discipline. Energy. Energy. I yeah. gotta... Hey, I got a Red Bull in the fridge right now. <laughs> About to chug down that ruby red Red Bull. Get my mm-hmm. uh, energy up. You are you're not drinking. Uh, what is that? V energy drink. V no, I'm off V. What happened to V? Anti shout out to V, <laughs> which was a shout out from last week. <laughs> Quick turnaround on these. It was bad. It, <laughs> after the pod, you didn't see it. It was bad. <laughs> yeah, it crashed pretty hard. Uh huh. Yep. Did you uh, uh-huh. did you end up buying that car? Uh, did I end up? Yeah, I bought the Triumph. You didn't yeah. post it on Instagram, huh? I did post it. Posted it yesterday. Did you? I got some likes Shit, on it. Shit, yeah. Yeah, dog. We got likes on it. I got a couple likes on it. Oh man, if you want to follow us on Instagram and see my new car, um, you can do that at, at no one likes the tuna, right? That's correct. Um, and if you want to chill on fucking. Twitter? Twitter? Yeah, let's say Twitter. Um, at Nolt Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Nolt Podcast. Uh, what else we got? Um, you can visit us on our Patreon page. Become a Patreon donator? A subscriber? Patreon subscriber? Uh, Patreon. Patron. Patron. A patron. You can become a patron. Um, Patreon.com slash no one likes the tuna podcast. You can always send us an email, no one likes the tuna podcast at gmail.com. And finally, rate us 
and review us on Apple Podcasts. Oh, we got a review on Apple Podcasts that was basically uh-huh. like, Daryl doesn't know what he's talking about, and <laughs> Nick's good, though. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> we gotta get it together. You gotta get it together, buddy. You gotta get it together. Hey, on the Patreon, there's tons of stuff you can do. You can vote on the in-betweeners, uh, which this was. You can um, get a shout-out on the pod if you want. Shout-out again to Fredo and Steph, our fucking lovely patrons. Um, you can get a t- enter in a t-shirt contest, which Daryl's going to design, he promised. Hell yeah. Um, Those are still coming. We, we also do a separate pod on the Patreon. We're doing six episodes this year on the Resident Evil movies. So if you want to hear our takes on that, there's two up right now. There'll be some more coming soon. So, uh, yeah, just throw us a buck or two, man. Like, I know we're all tiered up, but, like, I guess I'm sort of, like, in the don't worry about the tier zone kind mm-hmm. of thing. You know, we'll make it happen for you. Uh, anyway, and Daryl's um, radiator is starting to work up, so we're going to stop this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good week, everybody. Till next week. Till next week.